you're saying that you can upload your website, deploy it through Shifter, and then you just redeploy whenever you need to have changes? Yes, it's loved by everyone because it enables you to do what you want. The idea is that you can take that event page, put it on Shifter, and 500,000 people could hit that site. It's not going to fail. Nobody wants to get that phone call of like, oh no, our server's down. That whole idea of like pushing the web forward, you unlock that with all these WordPress developers. All they really care about is the admin. We can be fancy with our code all day, but the admin is the only thing they really care about. The admin's really simple for anyone to use. If you can update your Facebook, you can update a WordPress post. Hey, this is Brian, and you're listening to Jamstack Radio, a bi-weekly series where we discuss the Jamstack, a new way of building websites and apps that are fast, secure, and simple to work with. Jamstack Radio is brought to you by Heavybit, a program dedicated to helping startups take their developer products to market. For more information, visit heavybit.com. If you're interested in being a guest on the show, or if you'd like to suggest a topic, find us on Twitter at Jamstack Radio. Welcome to another installment of Jamstack Radio. On the line, we've got Daniel Olson. Hey, how are you? And we've got Shen. Hey, Shen. Hi. Dan, you actually reached out to me directly shortly after our serverless podcast episode, which would have been episode four with David Wells. And you had a very interesting use case for serverless, but you also had a very interesting use case for Jamstack. Do you want to explain a little bit about how you got connected to Jamstack Radio? Yeah, I was looking for a new podcast and you know, I'm a developer, so I'm writing code all day and I wanted to, you know, see what was out there. And I came across the Jamstack Radio podcast and I kind of just clicked on the latest episode. And uh, coincidentally it was about serverless, which I was kind of working on a project about serverless at the time. So I said, sure, why not? I'll check it out. And, and it ended up being great and uh, I learned a lot. But while I was listening to it, David had mentioned someone in Japan who made a contribution to the serverless framework. And I kind of was thinking, like, I might know this guy. I put two and two together. And I did a little digging. And turns out I did know him. Well, not directly, but he works for the company that we were partnered with and we were doing work for. So it's kind of like hit really close to home, but also was uh, like a serendipitous moment in that I randomly came across it. But it was good. Cool. And then we found out, eventually I found out that that person actually was Shen. And Shen, you're on the podcast. Do you want to talk about a little bit about what you do, what you've been helping out with serverless? Yeah, I work for DigitalCube, and I'm not the, that guy. Oh, okay. I do the translation for that guy. Gotcha. Yeah. And yeah, he contributes to the serverless framework. And when he finds something, he can contribute. But he wants to make sure what's happening on the issue on GitHub. Then oh, he contacts gotcha. me and I tr- do the translate and stuff. Yeah. Okay, cool. So you do you do a lot of that translating for programmers over there in Japan? Yeah, I myself is uh, also a developer, but mainly a more like PHP things or WordPress thing is my job. Awesome. And then so that conversation that we had and through email, Daniel, pretty quick. And you kind of let me know about Shifter, which is the whole reason why I got you guys to come on here. So, Shin, uh, would you do the honors of also explaining what Shifter is? Yeah, so Shifter is a serverless WordPress hosting solution. But what actually this does is, so you log in to our SaaS service called Shifter, then Shifter will generate all the HTML files for your website. Yeah. Kind of like pre-rendering everything and generate all the HTML files. We put them on S3 and we serve them on through the CDN. And then uh, what we do is we shut down your WordPress website or the server itself until you log into our service next time 
to edit your content. So it's really fast because they are static and uh, served through CDN, and it's safe because there's nothing to hack. Yeah. So you're saying that you can upload your website, uh, your WordPress site, deploy it through Shifter, yeah, and then you just redeploy whenever you need to have changes. Yes. Right. Cool. And then, uh, as far as security, do you want to talk about a little bit about the benefits of going static versus server? Yeah. So WordPress is great. It's loved by everyone because it enables you to do what you want. But two problems, maybe uh, like a speed and security. So if you want to uh, serve one million people a day, it gets a bit difficult when you are using WordPress. But if it's static, then it's like no problem. Basically, you can serve like unlimitedly. Yeah. So that's the good point of like static files. That's the reason people love static website generators like yeah, Jekyll or Middleman or other ones. So we can take both good parts from static site and WordPress. One thing is the speed, and another one is security. It's really simple because there will be nothing to hack. There will be no WordPress, there will be no PHP, there will be no servers or other like middlewares. So it's very difficult to hack because it doesn't exist. So that's the reason we created Shifter, and we believe it will help a lot of people. And correct me if I'm wrong or speaking out of turn, but could you sum up Shifter as a static site generator for WordPress or WordPress static site generator? Yeah, that's correct. Okay, cool. Once you said static site generator, like it just bell started ringing, everything starts clicking. Everybody knows static mm-hmm. site generation. If you've been working on the web and working like at least on the Jamstack version of it, like you know, pushing static site generated sites, that definitely mm-hmm. is in the wheelhouse of what we're what we're trying to push for the Jamstack and what we're trying to push for this podcast. So yeah, very cool. Yeah. And to kind of add to that, you know, I've been talking about this a lot lately with a couple of people. And one misconception is that, like, static, yes, it's great, it's fast, you can't hack it. But, you know, you generate your site, you're running statically, but sometimes people still put it on, like, a server running PHP that has resources and compute. Yeah. Like, just because you're on a server running static files does not mean you can scale. To the degree of something that's on a CDN, so kind of the what the difference would be is that like yes, they are static files, but they're also running on a CDN which is global and can like scale infinitely. Like static is halfway there, and then the real answer is static on a CDN. Yeah. But also you have the ability to just run your admin like you normally would. And it's almost like we should create a term for this. More than just static, and we should probably just call it Jamstack. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's exactly what we're trying to push with yeah. Jamstack. We found out that like static site generators really got really big, like three or four years ago. Some people got a little burnt out on WordPress. It's like there's no mystery there. So people were looking for the next yeah. thing. Uh, so they found Jekyll. They found Middleman. The founder of the company I work for, which is Netlify, he realized that there is this new wave and this new like existence of static being cool again. Like what's old is new, mm. but Static seems so weird because when you see static, you think, oh, these are like brochure sites. These are like this like HTML sites with a little bit of CSS. But the progression of JavaScript has made things like so much different where now you have build tools and now you have the ability to do like some pretty cool things on the front end in the client with just JavaScript. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense that there's room for things like Shifter where you can take what you would normally do on a huge server and do in WordPress and now you can actually build it statically and still host it and do all the same stuff. 
which is pretty awesome. Yeah, and there's like a there's a huge library of themes. There's like a huge library of plugins. That's a big resource, and like people still want to use them. Like yeah, like you can go to Jekyll, you can go to Middleman, and like you can write your own stuff. But like I build sites for clients all day, and no way am I going to get one of my clients to you know open up an editor and start writing Markdown. Yeah. Like they're familiar with WordPress, so like I meet them halfway sometimes with this. Well, that's actually yeah, it's even even more of a point like why this this space makes. The one thing that made me so excited about Shifter and having you guys on is that I have not heard of this type of solution. Now it might be because I'm also not super ingrained in the WordPress community, but I haven't heard a solution like this to take what everybody knows, which is WordPress, and like it's still like what twenty four percent of the web. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people are using it. A lot of people know what it is. And making it something that's reliable, secure, and it's out of the server world, and now it's in the serverless world, and it makes sense with static site generation, which is super cool. Yeah. So we had mentioned off air too. I was looking for examples of Shifter and how it like use cases. Dan, did you want to talk about that one use case about uh, event pages? Yeah. So one of the things that we've been talking a lot about is use cases and what this really could apply to. And something that Shannon mentioned was event pages. Like you, you need to have your event page. It needs to be up a hundred percent of the time and not fail. You know, on the day of. So what you do is, you know, typically you'd put it on a server. You need to have that server scale or you know have it big enough that it won't fail, and you know, hopefully it all goes well. But uh, after the fact, you still have your event page running on that giant server, or it scales down. And then you need to maintain it. But the idea is that you can take that site or that event page, put it on Shifter, and for an event like like I'm from Philadelphia, so one of the big events here is you know Made in America tour on the Brent Franklin Parkway. There's like a million people that come out, and you know you might get 500,000 hits on that web page in one day. So that site is built in WordPress. And I'm sure it's running on like a gigantic server, but if it was running on Shifter, like you log in, update your content, save it, generate, you know, 500,000 people could hit that site. It's not going to fail. It's going to you know, stay up. And then after the day of, it'll just kind of live there because it's static. You don't need to update WordPress. You don't need to check your plugins. You don't have to worry about it ever going down. It's just going to be there when you need it. Yeah, which is. Also, another benefit that was is that we mentioned a little earlier too about reliability, which is uh, just the idea of like DDoSing your customers, DDoSing yourself. Which there's a one example, not a WordPress site, but it was a Rails app, not Kickstarter, but Indiegogo. They had had a Indiegogo campaign where someone had put up some sort of joke campaign. I think it might have been like someone put up an like Indiegogo to put up mashed potatoes, mm-hmm. and ended up just DDoSing <laughs> the front page of Indiegogo. So not only could you not see that one campaign, but you couldn't see any other campaign because that one, that one the whole site was built up on a server. So they actually drew back, and actually every single one of their campaigns are now static sites. Wow. Um, so the, the guts of it is actually built on a Rails API, but now every single campaign page is now a static site that you can you can view and they might have went with Sinatra or something, something similar in the Ruby space, but yeah. exactly what you just talked about with people trying to five hundred thousand people or whatever it is, people trying to see what's going on in the events. Like you could technically take your site down if you're not hosting properly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Cool, and then like with scalability too. No, no, nobody wants to get that phone call. <laughs> oh no! Like oh no, our server's down. Yeah. And you're like out at lunch or something. <laughs> yeah, and then like even like people like Shen who are in Japan who aren't up. At the time when some of these events are happening, 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, we're working on a 24 hour clock, you know, at any point, like someone's getting a phone call somewhere and you could be halfway around the world. Yeah. And then, uh, one other benefit that actually you'd hit on too as well. So your clients are very used to the WordPress admin. Like the WordPress admin is like, it's got a lot of a great bells and whistles. There's like even plugin architecture as well that you have access to that people are still familiar with, people are still developing on. You just unlock modern development, which is like, I'm a big fan of Jamstack, but there's a new term that's called progressive web apps too, as well. Like this progressive web app development, which has been coined at the Chrome Web Dev Summit a couple months ago. That whole idea of like pushing the web forward, you unlock that with all these WordPress developers, which is again, I, I keep saying amazing, and how how I don't know how how you guys are seeing it on your end, but I think you've almost unlocked this new feature for web development that not a lot of people were expecting. So yeah, super interesting. Yeah, it's funny you say that. Like a lot of times when like I meet with WordPress developers and I'm like talking about what you do. You know where I work at. We like use the latest stuff. Like we're always kind of pushing the limits of like what we can do and building our own tools. Like we're using like all these build tools. We're writing like JavaScript plugins and doing stuff that like we can't really like show our clients and be like, look at all this cool web stuff we're doing. But like we just basically say like, trust us, it's amazing. And all they really care about, no matter you know how technical it is under the surface, is the admin. And like we can be fancy with our code all day, but the admin is only thing they really care about, and it works well for them. It's simple, like love WordPress, hate WordPress, whatever. The admin's really simple for anyone to use. It's like if you can update your Facebook, you can update a WordPress post. You don't need to know any technical knowledge. You can customize it to your heart's content, and it's really simple to use. So we want our clients to have that. Like we want them to. Use that admin because it makes their job easier. Like usually, a website is usually in addition to what they already do. So we don't want to make their job harder. We want to give them the easiest tool possible, and we've just found that WordPress is the answer for that. Cool. When I first started talking to you guys, you had mentioned that you guys were in beta. I think you're out of beta now. Is that correct? Yeah, it's growing fast, but we took off the beta dot from. Our domain. Okay, cool. That's what I wanted to know because I'm pretty sure if someone got this far in the podcast, they're probably interested in checking it out. Can you, are there getting started guides or tutorials or the website, anything that uh, people can go to to check it out? Uh, it's on uh, getshifter.io and everything is will be there. All the support and the admin or everything. I'm curious too as far as the community. So, more the WordPress community, existing developers. I'm sure you guys had an opportunity to show people, get feedback. How are they taking something like Shifter? Is there a good adoption for them? Yeah, it was like uh, I was at the booth at an event called WonCamp US. So it was like 2,000 people there, and everybody was from the world. So it was the, like one of the top conferences in WordPress world. Yeah. And we were there. Uh, yeah. And we talked about like Shifter. Then it felt like it took at least 30 seconds for them to understand this concept. Yeah, like uh, I needed to tell them, okay, so this is a static site generator for WordPress. And then uh, we put them on CDN, and then WordPress will be shut down, or it's going to be like sleeping for a while. Uh, and then they were like, what? Why? And then I say, because it's fast. And it's durable and it's really secure. And then uh, they start to uh, say, "Oh yeah, that makes sense." 
And then uh, if they are like agency people, they will come up with their own ideas. Oh, okay, so we have these kind of like portfolio websites or brochure websites and people are maintenancing WordPress a lot. Even for the website that their client don't update content that much. So that they feel like they are like working hard to maintaining it, maybe they move here. Or other people thought, okay, so it's static files on CDN. So it cannot be faster than this architecture. So they come up with other ideas and then they start to point out, okay, no dynamic stuff, then we say yes. So it was like, so how about forms? How about contact forms or search forms or comment forms? We say, okay, they don't work at all. You need to implement third-party stuff. For example, like uh, Facebook comments or some Elasticsearch form or other stuff, which works with somewhere else. Because we don't process any like server-side things. WordPress will not be there. Then that way they understand the process or the idea, the concept, how it works like uh, slowly. But once when they get it, uh, they say it's really interesting. It kind of goes back to what Brian was talking about, like kind of the Jamstack approach mm-hmm. to building a site, and that you work with an API, you work with JavaScript, you work you know statically to build your application that's also dynamic in a way, but it doesn't need something server side like PHP to run to make it work. Yeah, and then you you still have access to I assume since you're statically building to I think it index.html is that correct? Like something that is HTML? Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. So you should be able to add a, a script tag for like analytics or if you want to add some I guess AB testing or anything like that. I don't launch Darkly, which is another heavy bit company. Add script tags to your page. Yeah, like anything JavaScript will work. Okay, yeah. So if you write a like a API like a for each in your JavaScript to get a list of events from meetup.com. Like that's going to work just fine. If you run a contact form with uh, Zendesk, it's going to work just fine too or discuss or you know anything that should mention. Cool. Yeah, I'm I'm super interested in checking this out. I think I might have to create a, a quick WordPress site. It's been a while, but I'm sure there's a lot of tutorials out there. I know yeah. you guys have I went through the getting started guide for you guys about a month ago. And I see it's a, it's got a little extra stuff in there, so I think I might try that again. Hopefully, the listeners will try that out. But with that being said, uh, I want to wind down this conversation and move us in the picks. So, since uh, you guys are the guests, I'll go first. And I only have one pick. I've been messing around with a lot of GraphQL. We had GitHub's manager for the REST APIs who implemented the GraphQL stuff with his team. So, I actually got really interested in messing around with GraphQL. I built a little small GraphQL project around GitHub. But I'm also messing around with some GraphQL tools. Uh, so my pick's actually going to be reindex. It's a GraphQL backend as a service. So if you think of something like Firebase, where you get a, a nice key value store, where you can get a nice uh, JSON object, and you put GraphQL on top of that, then you have reindex. So I've been messing around with that. I haven't got a project complete yet, but I've got the basic uh, JavaScript tutorial, which is to-do app. I've built that based on the tutorial, and I'm going to hopefully move on to something more serious. But I think reindex is the the way for me to go for now. As far as uh, learning GraphQL and uh, getting a project out, so that's my pick. Daniel, you want to go next? Sure. Does it have to be tech related? It does not have to be tech related. But now that you mentioned GraphQL, there is a really cool project that's happening on GitHub. It's I don't know the exact name of it, but this reminded me. Someone is working with WordPress 
and making like a GraphQL repo so that you can interact with all of your data in WordPress through GraphQL, which is pretty amazing. But my pick was something that Shin introduced me to on his last visit. While he was here, I actually got to work at the WordCamp booth, got to hang out with them because the company I work for did all the branding for Shifter, and we got to name it too. Oh, cool! Uh, which was a really fun project. But he introduced me to—I'm probably going to ruin this name—but Okonomiyaki, which is like a Japanese pizza, <laughs> <laughs> and it is yeah. delicious. I recommend anyone who hasn't tried it if they know a place they can go to try it, or if they want to make it at home. It's really simple. Basically, it's like a pancake with cabbage and like a sauce, and you can add bacon, little tiny shrimps. It takes like no time to make, and you can like bang out you know, 10, 12 of them if you're at a party, and they're delicious. <laughs> wow. I feel like my, my world just opened up. I had no idea about this Japanese yeah, pizza. But... Japanese street food, I'm all about it now. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious that they have that in Japantown here. If not, I'm sure it's somewhere. The guy, my engineer yeah, is actually giving me the nod, so I think I'll mm-hmm. be checking that out this weekend. He knows what's up. <laughs> cool. And then, Shen, did you have a, a pick you wanted to share with the listeners? Yeah, so I live on a small island uh, with 150 people, and like 80% of uh, the people are over 65. So um, <laughs> I get a lot of free foods <laughs> from people uh, around here. I have a bunch of like vegetables. So my pick is... Or what I'm trying now is uh, to cut the fish in the right way. I mean, if you go to supermarket, fish are like fish meats. But what the fish we get here is like fish itself. <laughs> so they just bring the fish and, uh, hey, Shin, <laughs> I give this to you. <laughs> so they are fishermen. So they just give them. So I need to cut them all, all day wrong. So I bought a nice knife for that. And then uh, I'm looking into YouTube to see how to cut the different kinds of fish. Wow, that's fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've had Kanye picks in the past, like yeah. for other episodes, but that's probably got to be one of the most interesting picks we've had so far on the podcast. So I hope they keep <laughs> they keep as interesting. It's what Kanye would pick. <laughs> yeah, that's what. Well, Kanye is picking a lot of weird things as of late, but <laughs> we won't get into that. But um, what's the name of your island that you're on? Everybody's probably. Pretty curious. Uh, so it's Ogi, Ogi Island, O G I. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, guys, I really appreciate you coming on the podcast, talking about Shifter, talking about what you guys are doing, and also talking about how to cut fish because uh, mm-hmm. now I'm, I'm interested. <laughs> yeah. And I'm really happy to see what you guys come out with in the future for Shifter and how it grows. Awesome. Thanks, Brian. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks again. And uh, keep spreading the jam. That's all the time we have for today. If you're interested in being a guest on the show or if you'd like to suggest a topic, find us on Twitter at Jamstack Radio. To learn more about Heavybit, visit heavybit.com. And while you're there, check out their library. It's packed with amazing talks on sales, marketing, product, and general management from founders of developer tools companies and other industry leaders. 